Welcome back to Life in 10. This is episode 90. Happy Easter to everyone on this beautiful Sunday. Now, the Easter story, if you went to church today, you probably heard all kinds of stuff. It's one of the most incredible stories I think you'll ever read. If you haven't read through it in a while, I mean, I'll, I really encourage you to do it. I mean, all the messages you heard today will have snippets of it, but it doesn't capture like the whole thing, the entire story. So take a chance and read it through when you have some time. I mean, it's just remarkable all that happened. Um, and, and this is the story that's the backbone of uh, a lot of major fates and has changed the course of history. Um, and But here's what I find uh, interesting. So Jesus, on three occasions, deliberately told his disciples what was going to happen. It was like a pre-warning. He was trying to prepare them for what was about to go on because it was going to be extremely challenging. It wasn't like he was going to just, I mean, move away or disappear. It was going to be, it was going to be brutal. So in Matthew 16, 21 through 22, that's basically where he uh, first said it. Um, he said, then Jesus made it clear to his disciples that he, it was now necessary for him to go to Jerusalem. Submit an ordeal of suffering at the hands of the religious leaders, be killed, and then on the third day be raised up alive. Peter took him in hand, protesting, impossible master, that can never happen. So there's the first one. He tells him, hey, this is what's going to happen, so prepare yourselves. Matthew 17, he does it again. Verse 22, he says, as they were regrouping in Galilee, Jesus told them, the Son of Man is about to be betrayed to some people who want nothing to do with God. They want to murder him. And three days later, he will be raised alive. The disciples felt scared to death. And then Matthew 20, verse 17 through 19. Jesus, now well on the way up to Jerusalem, took the twelve off to the side of the road and said, Listen to me carefully. We are on our way to Jerusalem. When we get there, the Son of Man will be betrayed to the religious leaders and scholars. They will sentence him to death. They will then hand him over to the Romans for mockery and torture and crucifixion. On the third day, he will be raised up alive. And those were all statements that Jesus made to explain his coming death and resurrection. Also, in three other occasions, he hinted at it. Um, which were in John 12. So let me get over to there. I just find it interesting that he had, I mean, he basically said, this is what's going to happen. And there was, I feel like it was pretty clear. It shows John 12, verse 7 through 8, uh, says, Jesus said, let her alone. She's anticipating and honoring the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you. You don't always have me. This is when the um, disciples, specifically Judas, was upset that uh, um, I think it was Mary Magdalene. She actually like washed Jesus's feet with her hair, um, and they used a very expensive jar. And he was saying, you know, he, this is like a proper burial uh, for me. Uh, John thirteen, uh, verse thirty-three, he says. Children, I am with you for only a short time longer. You are going to look high and low for me, but just as I told the Jews, I'm telling you, 
where I go, you are not able to come. So he said, hey, I'm only here for just a little bit. And then in John 14, verse 25, he says, I'm telling you these things while I'm still living with you, meaning I'm not going to be here much longer. The friend, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send at my request, will make everything plain to you. He will remind you of all the things I have told you. I'm leaving you well and whole. That's my parting gift to you, peace. I don't leave you the way you're used to being left, feeling abandoned or barefoot. So don't be upset and don't be distraught. He's saying, I'm leaving, but I'm not leaving you alone. So Jesus was sharing this with his followers. Scripture calls them the disciples or the apostles. I mean, they were handpicked to join him on his journey. They were with him when he was sharing these things. They were a part of the story. But how did they respond when everything Jesus told them actually happened? I mean, man. It's almost like they had never heard it before. Now, granted, if the disciples were anything like us today, maybe they just weren't listening. I, I don't think people listen anymore. They just hear whatever they want to hear, and then they just stop. Disciples could have been the same way. Or maybe they heard him and just didn't want to believe it. We kind of see that with Peter when he attacked Jesus's words and basically said, no, that like that's that can never happen. But then it did. You know what the strangest part to me was of that whole thing? Yes, they were horrified by what was happening to Jesus. But do you know who they ultimately thought about when it came down to it? It was themselves. I mean, we see that when Peter denies knowing Jesus in Luke 22, 54 through 62. I'll just read it to you because it shows plain and simple that uh, and Jesus predicted it and even told him that it was going to happen. So here it says, arresting Jesus, they marched him off and took him into the house of the chief priests. Peter followed, but at the same, but a safe distance. In the middle of the courtyard, some people had started a fire and were sitting around it trying to keep warm. One of the serving maids sitting at the fire noticed him and then took a, se a second look and said, this man was with him. He denied it, said, woman, I don't even know him. Short time later, someone else noticed him and said, you're one of them. Peter denied it. Man, I, I am not. About an hour later, someone else spoke up really adamant. He's got to have been with him. He's got Galilean written all over him. Peter said, man, I don't know what you're talking about. At that very moment, the last word hardly off his lips, a rooster crowed. Jesus then, the master turned and looked at Peter, or just then. Peter remembered what the master had said to him. Before the rooster crows, you will deny him three times. He went out and cried and cried and cried. And then we also see a glimpse of it in John chapter 20, verse 19. And this is like right before Jesus actually appears to them. You see an interesting verse where it says, Later on that day, the disciples had gathered together, but fearful of the Jews had locked all the doors in the house. So they thought of themselves. They saw what they did to Jesus, and they said, Well, well I don't want that to happen to me. So let me hide. 
The odd part is, is that they forgot the best part of the promise. Here's how I see it. If the disciples truly understood what Jesus was saying and believed him and took him at his word, you know what would have happened? As soon as the guards took Jesus away, they wouldn't have watched the public mockery. They wouldn't have watched him being whipped and nailed to the cross and hung up there. You know what they would have done? They would have gone home and watched the clock. They would say, all right, three days. Three days, he'll be back, and it can't come soon enough. If they believed him, that's how they would have responded. We are just like them. We don't trust him like we should, because if we did, our days would look so much different. All the worries and concerns and issues and problems and addictions and shortcomings, all of that should just go home and watch the clock. Because he'll come through just like he did before. I hope you all have a wonderful week. Never forget that you are loved and highly valued. Have a great week.